This podcast is also available on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. Welcome to episode two, the Northeast Corner. Yeah, welcome back. Once again, joined by co-host John, podcast John. John. Many John. Many aliases. How you doing, man? How's it been the last week? Yeah, good, good. Taking things a a little bit slower, I dare say. Been working a lot more, but yeah, I've been looking forward to doing this today. I uh, really enjoyed the last one. We've had some good feedback. So, yeah, delighted. Absolutely delighted. Did, did you listen back to the episode? I did. Um, I actually listened to it a few times, um, especially to look out a few little bits of feedback that were passed over. Um, and, yeah, it, it, like I said, I enjoyed what i seen. I enjoyed what I heard. Brilliant. I, I, uh, my mum listened to it, right? And I, I, let's just say I overheard <laughs> when she was listening to it on Spotify. And... The part of where uh, you you mispronounce Ellen DeGeneres' <laughs> name, shall we say, I was saying to her, if this part, I mean, I'm thinking a bit far ahead here, but if this podcast ever gets to a point where we can sell merchandise, the first t-shirt that we are doing is your face <laughs> with, with with Ellen DeGeneres is the, is the caption. Yes, um, yeah, that's... That was a very happy mistake, yeah. to, to say the least. That was probably a highlighting moment. I, I, I was actually in, in shock for a few seconds. I was like, he is not as well and said that. And then I was like, has he said that purposely? And then I was like, no, I'm going to have to confront him on this. Yeah, and then, the spot. No, I had to eat my words. I did not mean to say it. It generally just came out like that. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> just okay. happened. It's, it's not an apology video. It was an honest mistake, mate. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. What, what feedback did we get? Did you... Uh, a lot of the, the guys um, who I spoke to were quite surprised of how informative we were. They mm. thought it was going to be a bit more, bit more jokey, and were actually pleasantly surprised. And uh, yeah, they're looking forward to the next couple that are going to be getting posted and premiered. I mean, we we, we are going to have a laugh on this, right? Without but a doubt. It's, it's, <laughs> I feel like if we tried to force that, like mm. if we had to force it to make it, it would seem quite fake, and people would see yeah. through it pretty quickly. Yeah, we don't. We, we don't want that. And, and plus, we're, we're making our point. we're making our way up in the world. We're only nine hundred and ninety two subscribers away from being monetized on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That's a high number, guys. Come on. The, the only the only thing that I could take away from it because I, I watched I watched like the first ten minutes of the YouTube version, and the only thing that annoyed me, and this is just me because I'm the one that, that edits these, <laughs> uh, is the audio was like maybe a second out of sync, and the, the thing is like. I wasn't annoyed from myself the fact that I got it wrong. I was annoyed because it was just lazy by me because <laughs> I, it's easily sortable. But it won't happen this time. Oh, I'll no. show you. We've, we've leveled up, people. Oh, <laughs> we've, we've got a bit of a... Also, shout out Podcast Paul back there in the recording recording booth. Our technical guru. Uh, <laughs> and we, we've set him up with the best equipment possible <laughs> within our budget. <laughs> uh, the the Roadcraster Pro, that, that thing... It might be my favourite thing in the history of buying things. Well, definitely. When I walked in and the first thing I look at is a soundboard. Yeah. Like, I mean, can I get a round of applause? <laughs> we, we actually can't hear that because we're waiting the headphones. <laughs> but I look, I, I, trying to imagine it is it's quite... secrets. Is a, I, you know when, like, they do um, effects and films and that? Yeah. Like, let's just say, you know that film Ted? Mm-hmm. Like, that teddy bear's not actually there, but they, they have to pretend it is. That's kind of what we've had to do on a very smaller scale. But yeah, anyway. It's about timing. Uh, yeah, I was very happy with it, mate. I thought we did. Definitely. We're, yeah. we're only going to improve as we, we continue doing this, right? Mm. That, that's only going to be natural. And 
over the next couple of weeks. We're uh, we're taking we're taking this to new levels. We've got some great ideas. We've got our first guests this week, which, which is very exciting. Is, very exciting is via Zoom. So I don't want you to feel like I'm cutting you off by the fact that I'm interviewing <laughs> them. And the only reason that the one in studio that you can't be here for is unfortunately because we haven't got enough mics yet. That's it. But That's it. that will also be rectified in the next couple of weeks. So <laughs> but we will still be present. Stay tuned. I'm, I'm not I'm not for. cutting you off, man. Don't worry. Don't, worry. <laughs> don't leave me Every, Everyone knows you've got to get to like 100 episodes of this before we start having like beef and internet drama and yeah. stuff like that. So we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not timing it right. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Well, we're going back to uh, our school days, the best days of your life. Yeah, you know? the, the, the question that we're always thinking. Because <laughs> I think once we reach adult life, we kind of pine, even if you hated school, which, I, you know, I've fallen in that category, which we'll you know, get into down the line. But um, I, th- I think it kind of comes to a point where we start pining for, you know, you kind of become conscious of when you're older of more responsibilities and, and, yeah. and a lot less, not less freedom, but a lot less kind of, you, you know, you're a lot more uh, expressive as a kid than that. You know, you, you can get away with I would more say you're, you're kind of right with freedom. You know, as a kid, you do have a lot more freedom. I mean, within reason, because due to your age, you know, you don't have so many things readily available. I mean, and when you're younger, it's, yeah, you, you have no worries, no yeah. cares. It's, I just need to eat, sleep and poop. <laughs> very, That's very it. simple existence. <laughs> right, let's get into it, man. Because um, you, you have a really unique kind of take on this right because yes. you, you've been to um quite a few places a, a broad spectrum of, <laughs> of education throughout your uh yeah so obviously due to um me coming from a bit of a military background when you come from a military background you're expected to move with the family when mm-hmm. they're posted it like happens posted with promotions right, yeah. it can happen it's some people are unfortunate to get it almost every year but that also depends on what category category of the military you fall into my father was raf so we were pretty much every three to four years we were expected to move. Um, but when I first started off, I was at Highfield Primary, nice and local, Highfield Haggis on uh, the St. Jellybean side. <laughs> the, 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 the ultimate rivalry. That's it. So Highfield Haggis all the way. Um, when I first joined there, I was actually three years old. Due to my age, I actually had to reset year one, primary one. So I'd go to school and I'd be in class. And then for like the last half an hour, I'd go down to the creche eat butter, and build with building blocks. <laughs> no, you didn't eat building blocks. No, 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 well. build with building build blocks. Build with building blocks. You ate butter, built with building blocks. Literally. Just to clarify. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, I had to repeat that year. Um, but, I mean... Why, what was the, why was the reasoning of you having to repeat that year? Was, well, it, was it just the age factor alone? It was It was literally just the age factor. Um, since, obviously, I wasn't... I couldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't class myself as being full time primary one if I was doing, you know, most of my day in the classroom. But then the, they had a little right. hat down in like the crash area. Would Would you say it was almost? Uh, I don't want to say daycare because that's the American. <laughs> <of it>. uh, <laughs> you know. You know what I mean. Though, I know like, what you yeah. mean. Um, I would say maybe when I went to the crash, it was definitely seemed a bit more like that. But I do remember the the very embarrassing day of going into going into class, sat there, my teacher, I think it was Mrs. Summers was her name and I sat there and she goes right kids everyone up go on up to the next classroom and you're in primary two John you stay there you've got me for another year and my heart sunk I was like really oh stop <laughs> stopping stop, stop <laughs> you progressing in life man I was like oh you my thought you were God. ahead of the game being in primary one how, yeah. how old were you again three did uh, you say I was three so that's this really point. really crazy because 
Yeah. Most people, well, pretty much everyone starts primary one, like, what, five? Yeah, four or five. Um, mm. But for me, it was due to my mother's own, uh, what's the word for it, circumstances. Mm. So when we moved up here, obviously, it was just me and my mum. Mm. My mum needed to work, so she got a job, right. which unfortunately meant... I needed to go somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> so is that, that kind of coming back to uh, it's like the whole, you know, uh, you know, daycare? I, yeah, I have to find the UK version yeah. of that, but uh, uh, just to explain it. So it was kind of like you weren't in school. You weren't in school properly, but yeah. it was because yeah, I was, I was. You needed to be looked after rather essentially, than essentially. Yeah, there wasn't anyone else available to look after yeah. me. I needed to be safe. Basically, well, it wasn't my like, mother's own sanity. It wasn't <laughs> like a bunch of scientists came over like this kid must be in school no, now. No, no, I, I, I can't. I can't tell any fifth people I am not the sharpest tool in the shed. Oh, I try, well, but I am you're not. You're doing yourself a disservice there, man. <laughs> but yeah, as um, as I progressed through primary school, um, I had a few embarrassing moments in Lossiemouth. Uh, well, in High Hill. Um, remember uh, the most memorable, memorable, memorable. Yes. <laughs> the most memorable one was uh, having an accident in the classroom because the teacher wouldn't let me go to the toilet. Mm. I think that's a very common one, right? Oh, I think that happens quite. It happens quite it's, a lot. It happens more than what you would think. And I just remember that moment. I had to. I joined the line and I was waiting. And I went up and I was like, "Miss, I need to go to the toilet." No, John, go sit down. I was like, "Right, okay." And back in the line again. I was like, "Miss, I really need to go to the toilet." John, go sit back down. About four or five times, and I remember standing in the queue, and I just, I just let go. <laughs> I just, I just stood there and peed myself in the middle of the classroom, and the teachers looked at me like, "Why have you done this?" And I've stood there, and I just remember breaking down into tears, I mean, thinking, "You horrible person!" It's, cra- <laughs> it's crazy that like that's happened, and the first thing that's came to their head is, "Why would you do this?" Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. like you've planned this out in your head. <laughs> like I'm going to ruin their day. By peeing on your, yeah, on your like, crappy school carpet. Like, you know, because that, I would imagine that was probably, you know, if not the first, one of the very first experiences of your life of embarrassment. Oh, yeah. Which is an intense thing spot. for anyone to experience, especially at a young age. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that it can, it can mould you into the person that you want to be or, or who you are, you know, and it can enclose you. And it did. It made me kind of revolt. I ended up despising that teacher. Yeah. Despising her. I think that's also very common. Oh, yeah. I think, I think a lot of a lot of kids kind of don't like some of the primary school teachers. It yeah. comes with the ground, doesn't it? There, there's an element of humiliation there, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, like you said, that situation happened because you weren't allowed to go to the exactly the, the lavatory. And obviously it was an embarrassing situation for you. But you, you've recovered from it now. You're, you are here did, doing yeah. the podcast, reliving it. <laughs> Dry. This is, a, this, is, this, is a, this is a cathartic experience. <laughs> but yeah, at the moments which always stick out to me from my primary school, and you'll know this yourself, and so will podcast Paul, is uh, when you get chicken pox, you know, Mm. what did your parents used to do? You can go to school so you can share it with everybody else. Yeah, chicken chicken pox parties, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh my God, imagine that now. Well, well, for, you know, to give a bit of context today, when you watch the next episode after this, we're going to be wearing the exact same thing, and that's because we're recording two episodes today. And that, that's actually going to relate quite yeah. heavily into the, the next. <laughs> so you'll topic. find out. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll see us. You'll see us on Friday. To um, be continued. So yeah, obviously after I was in uh, High Hill, I left there. I think it was the beginning of Primary Five, and I moved to RAF Aldergrove, which is based in Northern Ireland. And the school there was Crumlin Primary School. Now this was, I believe, it, I believe it was a Catholic school. Mm. Um, used to have to get on the bus, go to school in the morning, and every morning we went to the assembly and we had to do the Lord's Prayer. 
people, I have no idea what the Lord's Prayer is. I've mm. never been religious any day of my life. I'm just, I'm just not that way inclined. And they're sitting there repeating this prayer, and I'm sat there going, they are bread, whatever. They just, it went right over my head. But yeah, Northern Ireland was definitely an experience. Obviously, there's a few more different factors added into that, but that doesn't really inflict on my my school experience, apart from when we went on school trips. For safety, we used to get riot buses. So <laughs> we used to have mesh on the window. A, 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 a bit more intense than yeah, yeah. just being local. But that was when there was a lot of rioting happening yeah, around yeah. Belfast and the surrounding areas like Antrim and things like that. It's always been quite a uh, polarised area. Yes. That, yeah, it's, just it's, with it all the very, very intense in the, the history well. and stuff. Was, <laughs> was that a, as well as being hard to adapt to like a you know a new set of people a new set of friends and that was there also i know it's still in the united kingdom and everything um but was there a bit of a culture change there for you as well not so much that i noticed um obviously i reckon if i would have lived locally then yeah but with with it being the raf there was a base there right, with housing yeah. available so mm-hmm. i lived on base so you were kind of isolated um, with, yes uh, you live in your little your base bubble as i would call it but you know, you still got to experience it when you were staying at your friend's house who didn't live on camp. You'd go get dropped off from Crumlin and you'd go see your pal, you'd go down the field. And it was it was different, you yeah. know, that you just noticed that it's almost like walking out into the wild. <laughs> yeah. you know, there is no rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, oh my God, wow. And yeah, that was intimidating. Um, especially knowing, even though I was still relatively young, I was like, no, nah, I was there from the age of like nine until I was 11 um, and it was you, you get a bit smarter you notice yeah you, I would imagine you have to learn quick in that kind of environment right definitely and you, you listen to what you're told because when you're getting when you're living on a base and all of a sudden there's a bomb threat and you get evacuated yeah, yeah, yeah. down to a hangar at three o'clock in the morning you're a bit like all right okay some of these places are not as safe as you think <laughs> mm. um, but yeah after Northern Ireland I made it back to Scotland Scotland Went back we've just to, been uh, beaten in the Euros, so everyone's a bit downbeat <laughs> right now. Scotland! But yeah, I came back to Lossy High. So, um, wow, Lossy High, what an experience that was when it first started off. Obviously, I came back, I was a little bit older. It was nice to see all my old friends again. Um, still no friends more, to this day. No more buses with riot. No riot more buses, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, no more living on a RAF base either. I was living local. Um, and yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was just fantastic to be back home. Fantastic to be back with everybody. Nice to be in my own culture, feel like myself. Um, and yeah, it was just great. But Lossy High in itself had its had its issues, you know. It's not exactly known for being the best school in the area, I would say. So, I mean, you get your normal kind of problems. You'd get, you'd get bullying. Bullying yeah. was always a big one. I think that, big that's... one in Lossy High. It's, kids are cruel, right? Kids are And that is something cruel. that you do have to accept to a point. Yes. And I would imagine there's not a school on earth that doesn't have an instance of, of, of some form yeah. of bullying, yeah. So, yeah, but um, bullying, it, it was bad, you know. But, I mean, if you see past the bullying aspects, the people that I met, you know, like I say, I'm still friends with them today. Mm-hmm. Um, I still keep in contact with, I would say, I, I would say happily over 85% of them. And if you think about it, that's still, that's quite a high number. I just, luckily that the year I got held back, and got joined into was just the best year, people. <laughs> Do you think like your ex- your experience in Northern Ireland actually probably helped maybe make you a bit more durable to stuff like bullying and stuff like that? Considering yeah. it wasn't on uh, such a extreme 
scale, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, I would say it kind of, you start growing a thicker skin when you're in situations like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Know? You start growing a bit of a thicker skin. But I would actually say my thick skin really came in because of Lossy High. Because mm-hmm. um, I left Lossy High just as we chose our subjects. So I oh, think right. when you're going into year like three. third year yeah. and stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, third year. So I ended up moving to Cyprus. Now, this is where I believe the title of this podcast really suits. Right. Because Cyprus was the best days of my life. And the fact that it fits into school time, it just hands down. If I could go back there and relive that moment for the rest of my life, I would. <laughs> so it was it was that good. So, So when you went there, mate, did you go to a school that specifically spoke English or was there uh, did you go to a school that spoke native tongue and you had to learn that language no I was lucky luckily uh, luckily enough the military actually had their own school but Mm -hmm. this school wasn't only open to us it was like a it was open to all civilians yeah um so any any Cypriot could come but Mm -hmm. they needed to realize that it was all taught in English yeah so we kind of focused more so on the people who were British um and just lived over in Cyprus. Mm-hmm. So they, they would pay, though. They would actually have to pay to come to the school. Um, and the school itself, it was quite um, quite a different style to what you, you see in the UK, you so know? That, would you say, even though it was um, influenced because, you know, it was part of the, the military setup mm-hmm. over there and stuff like that, was there more of a culture change kind of when you've seen that compared to what you've seen over, uh, over here, for example? Was there any kind of, especially when you're, you are, you know, attending school with people that are uh, natives of that country? Mm. And no, see, I did. That's why Cypriots themselves, they didn't. I, I said it was open to them, but they wouldn't. They would go to their own. All oh, right, okay. School, yeah, so yeah. I would only be based with um, Brits. I mean, some of the Brits that were civilians did speak Cypriot. They had actually went and studied the, the native language. Mm. Um, like a, an old friend of mine, will just well, his name was John. Um, and he actually spoke fluent Cypriot, um, and he used to he confused me because he used to call me Yanni. 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 That is Cypriot for John. Oh <laughs> right. Okay. Um, and I believe it was Yanis was Cypriot for Jonathan. So yeah, I'd call him Yanis, and he'd sit there and shout Elare Yanni, which is come here, John. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you did learn a bit of that. I learned well. a little bit, as you do with most languages. You learn most of the yeah, bad yeah, words, yeah. unfortunately. So we'll we'll leave that as that. <laughs> so, so, so what age are you now? I, I would imagine you're kind of early teens, maybe. Um, at this point, when I when I hit Cyprus, I was fourteen. Um, so I went over there, a bit of a, a bit of a shy lad. You know, mm-hmm. I was quite quiet. Um, I was a bit of a skater, but when you moved over there, it was. Um, Bit of a bugger because you had to wait so long for your stuff to get shipped over. So you'd, you'd post your stuff like a month before you'd leave the UK, and then it wouldn't get to you over in Cyprus until about two, maybe three months later. And you can imagine sat there thinking, I don't have my PlayStation, I don't have this, I know no one, school doesn't start for another month. I'm like, what am I going to do? And everyone's like, I'll just go out. I'm like, all right, okay. So yeah, I went out. But you know what? I couldn't find anyone. I could not find anyone my age at all. And I found out why when I started school. Right. So when the school first started and I got introduced to everyone my age, I'd figured out where all these little buggers had been going. Cliff jumping. And I was like, what is... Oh, yeah. What, what do you mean well, cliff jumping right now? And I'm st- sitting there thinking, this has got to be something crazy. And they're like, yeah, yeah, come with us, come with us. So I made a little group of friends. We went down the cliffs and we had little rock formations as such to identify the certain areas of this cliff. So the first area we called Lads. I don't know why it was called Lads. It was just called Lads. 
And you went down, and obviously Cyprus is based in the Mediterranean, so if you're down there, well, in the months that I was there, so you're talking, we went down early June, it's like a lukewarm bath, you know? You jump in expecting to feel refreshed, no. (laughs) If anything, it can add to, like, your feeling of discomfort and being too hot. This might might be a bit of um, a stupid question, but, you know, when you said that the water's warm, and and was there any risk of, like, shark attacks or anything in Cyprus, or was that... Never that I've seen. Never that I've seen. We had massive influxes of jellyfish, um, and obviously (laughs) most people laugh, but I'm telling you, when these swarms of jellyfish would come in, you you can't see, obviously, the the water reflects the sky, it looks Mm -hmm. blue, but all these jellyfish... Oh, they kind of have, like, good camouflage, right? And then... Well, they're all, they're all like they're all like jet white, but obviously their colours near the centre of their membrane, and yeah. you see that a lot of their legs. But they do they move in a mass. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, going a little bit off topic there. But with a cliff jump, and I went down there, and you can understand why you can't find anyone because you are literally about you're on the base still, but you're a mile away from literally civilization, and you're right down a cliff. You have no signal, you have nothing. You've only got each other to rely on. So if things went sideways, like myself i had a few experiences where i actually thought i was going to drown um we'd been playing around in the water for about i'd say maybe an hour and that's actually in the water swimming treading water running about just causing absolute mayhem um and then yeah i remember trying to get out my friend jamie managed to catch a wave which lifted him onto the coral so he stood up and i ended up getting beached so my legs didn't make it i just beached and I was like, oh, God. And I tried to stick my hands down like little pocket holes in the in the coral just to grab stuff because I thought I'm about to get washed off again. Oh, and I got washed off. But what I didn't realize is I went about six meters out and I was under the water for about 30 seconds and I came up gasping for air. Yeah. And Jamie seen this look of terror on my face and just came down, grabbed me and yanked me out. And I was so thankful. I know that makes it sound like a little bit anticlimactic, but... <laughs> Honestly, people, oh, wow. I was—I had no energy. I full-on gave up. I've, I had given up. <laughs> so, I've got—I've got a more anticlimactic one than that. And funnily enough, I went on holiday to Cyprus right when I was about six or seven. Right, my mum had friends that had uh, moved over there. I think they were part of the the military. the military as well. And we were staying with them. We went to a water park, right? Fasari Water Park. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but a water park, right? right okay. Um, so I like Fasari Water Park. <laughs> so, uh, and I went—I went in the slide, right? And it was one of these uh, slides that had like the water running with it, so like it was yeah. pouring off, and and like uh, like all, all these bubbles and that would be in like a what's the word? Like they'd all kind of congregate together, and then mm-hmm. there was the pool and that, right? Yeah. And I got stuck right when I went down, and all I could see was like like white bubbles going up in front of my face, and I'm, I f- it felt like I was there for about three minutes. I thought I, I thought I actually died, oh my God. and then <laughs> that's that's horrifying. And then, and then um, especially at that age, I remember just getting pulled out. By someone, you know, not anyone I knew. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a random at least guy, someone was some random guy who would save me. So appreciate it, mate, if you're watching. But yeah. <laughs> shout out to the random hero. Yeah, so I nearly, I nearly died in a water park. But anyway, that's that's absolute madness, Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. Um, just when so you mentioned Cyprus, I was like, oh yeah, you yeah. know, I, I went there for like two weeks. It was also piping hot sometimes there. Like oh, yeah. it was like a hundred degrees one day. I remember sat in Cyprus on one summer and I remember sitting there moaning about the temperature and I went over to where we had this little shaded area in our back garden. I had like a little veranda thing and obviously it created quite a lot of shade underneath. We had a little thermometer, 41 degrees Celsius in the shade. And I mean, that, that area of the wall receives no sun. Yeah, it, it got no sun. It was the coolest area outside. Damn. 41 degrees in the shade. 
Um, so you can imagine when you're out of the shade. <laughs> so, what, main, main, what was it like when you were in school having to go through that kind of climate? The, the schooling was done quite clever due to climate. So yeah. you'd, you'd go to school. I would be up about five o'clock every morning catching the bus to school for a quarter to six. Is that um, when school started? That's, well, I had like lessons started about seven o'clock in the morning. Damn, I found half nine like quite difficult to keep nah, to. <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had half seven, but we finished at half one. You know, so we'd finish at half one, just after midday, where the sun's normally at its highest peak. With oh right, so they base the school hours around what? Yes. It, oh, okay, no, that is smart. But there were days where they even stated if the temperature climbed up to say, maybe I think I can't remember. They, they, there was a certain temperature that if it climbed up to, we basically got sent home because wow. it is classed as too hot to concentrate. And you can even with aircon, if it's too hot. Everyone's the same thing. Everyone's flustered. So they don't want to listen. They ever get agitated. <laughs> in in the, like the northern hemisphere, and that you have snow days when you get kept off school. Cyprus had Sundays. Sundays, <laughs> yes, exactly. Not the weekend day, just Sundays just in general. A hot day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wanted to go back to water parks actually because in Cyprus, obviously when I was when I was there during my school days, this is another factor why I loved it so much. It was so readily available. It was so cheap. And for yeah, Surrey yeah. Water Park, it was just between the camp and Limassol. So it wasn't too far. It, we had a, a civilian bus that was allowed to come onto camp, pick us up, and actually drop us off there. They called themselves the shuttle buses. <laughs> it's a great band name. Exactly. But when we were there, we had ride, We had a, well, it wasn't exactly a ride. It was more of a, um, an attraction. And we called it the Orange Nipple, purely because it was, if you imagine a perfect sphere... Imagine it cut in half, and that was it. It was just that. It was made of like some kind of absorbent sponge. It constantly had water flowing out of it, and it was in like it was surrounded by a moat as well. So the competition was to always get on the ropes, climb to the top of this thing, and drop kick anyone who came to the top. It was king of the hill, but king of the nipple. And it was actually it was it's a known ride over there. I'm telling you, if you search up for Surrey Water Park, one of the first things you are going to see is this ride. <laughs> so, I'm telling you now, and it was we're, phenomenal. We're, we're, we're trying to kill podcast Paul. Man. It's too early in the afternoon for this type of talk. But yeah, it's, it was oh, it was phenomenal. But obviously, over there, when you go to places like the Fasari Water Park, you have to deal with actual civilians. Yeah, now, this is where you get a bit of a culture shock because Cypriots themselves aren't particularly big fans of Brit- Brits. Unfortunately, they they're just not. So when they find out that you're British and you're military, you've got to be a bit bit careful so we had a few little run-ins with some locals on a few occasions where we'd get thrown out the water park or they'd get thrown out the water park or we would have to wait for the police to come and escort people away from the exit of the water park so we could leave but <laughs> so people were leaving the water park yeah, in, in all three scenarios yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i mean like so i mean the other reasons why i would say cyprus definitely shaped the best days of my school life was because of what was like readily available so we had we had karting we had sailing we had um any kind of water sports you can think of so there's a lot of activities there was a lot and the school was involved with a lot of this as mm. well so there were school days where you would be going down to the beach and you'd be going mono skiing um water skiing wakeboarding the whole shebang you know and it, it was just it was fantastic but as with everywhere that i may be saying is great you get bad points as well unfortunately mm. Um, so for me, obviously, living on the base was a bit of a nightmare, considering when you were off base. Now, remember, I was there until I was 18. So the UK age for when I was there went up to 18 for smoking, and it's always been 18 for, for drinking. Mm-hmm. But whilst you were off base, 
Um, and I think they called it sovereign. They tried to get away with calling it sovereign-based. Are you about to tell me that the laws changed? The laws changed. Via borders. When, when, <laughs> when you come off of the base, Cypriot law, you are you're, you can be 17 years old to drink alcohol. Right. And to, and to purchase it. <laughs> okay. You can be 17 to purchase and drink alcohol. So we used to basically run off the base, go to the closest local shop, not 50 metres away from the main gate, and buy a shed load of alcohol, stick it on our bags, wrap it up with towels... And then we just cycle back on base. And since we were classed as, well, they've still seen us all as kids. I mean, we're cruising around in board shorts and tank tops on push bikes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's just what we've done. <laughs> and yeah, we'd get, we'd get our alcohol that way. We were resourceful, to say the least, to say the least. But yeah, um, like I say, so obviously living on the base, it was quite restrictive on what you could do. You had a lot of things which would affect your family if you got into trouble. Because obviously you are a dependent your classes are dependent when you're there. So I was covered by my dad because he was a military, he was a member of the military. So if I got into trouble, have you ever heard of a gypsy warning? Is that the, the people that do the predictions? And No, no, a gypsy warning is where it, a warning is given, which is aimed at you, but said to someone else. Oh, so it's like a third party type yes. thing, right? Uh. So my, I, I was a little bit of a, a tow rag. Well said, podcast Paul. That podcast is exactly Paul the coming word. in clutch exactly with the, the, <laughs> the information there. So yeah, I started being a bit of a bit of a tow rag, to, uh, dare say. And obviously, every time I got in trouble, it meant my dad was getting in trouble. So oh, so it would have like a knock on effect. Yes, right. and since he was military, obviously this meant if he was going for a promotion, uh, and I got into look, trouble. Look bad I could, on him. Yeah, I could literally cause him to be demoted. Mm. Um, I got threatened being sent back to the UK. I had I had a lot of things happen. Unfortunately. I, I wised up, but it, it took me a couple of years to wise up when I was there. Did it cause friction between the two of you? Uh, between me and my father, mm -hmm. yes, it did. But not just me and my father, it was me and my mum as well. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it caused a, quite a big rift because there's a lot of stress on the fact, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I was feeling stressed because I couldn't express myself Self. and do what I wanted to do. I felt trapped. I felt like I was attached with a ball and chain. I had so many rules I had to follow. And I was in Cyprus living my best life. I didn't want to listen to what I was getting told at home or by the school, you know. I wanted to go out and just do my own thing. And to be fair, 90% of the time I did, which is why I stand by my words of it. It, it was the best times of my life there. Um, but touching on to, um, like, behaviours again, school teachers over there, they were treated as if they had officer status. So an officer status in the military is quite a... Quite yeah, a high, high ranking. High ranking. Yeah. Um, so it was almost kind of like, in a weird way, kind of like a military school in a way. It, it was like I say, it was kind of it was classed like that, but civilians could come. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't as like. It's not as open to them. Yeah, it, it wasn't yeah. like you know something happens and you're suddenly having to do like fifty burpees or something up, <laughs> no. a, up, a, up a hill or something like that. Do you no, know what no, I mean? no. Um, but yeah, some of the, the teachers over there, man, they treated it, as I would say, as just a holiday. So mm. they'd come in, they would do the same thing they've done for however many years because they didn't care. They were still getting paid their money. Their um, enjoyment from teaching and helping kids learn, I reckon, had left them a long, long time ago. I mean, I had instances where I was actually excluded because during a free period, I went down to the, uh, the tuck shop and good old Eugene, a little civilian Cypriot himself, he ran the whole talk shop. He would make all these sandwiches homemade for us, and you bring them in and sell them. That was how he made his income, was with the school, running the talk shop. And I went down there early, thinking, oh, I'll beat the queue. I'll get the first pick of the sandwiches. Brilliant. 
went down, bought my sandwich, was walking back up to my free period with my pal Reese. So I actually had a witness, which is what actually saved me on this instance. And two teachers walked past and they go, oh, John, where are you supposed to be? I was like, oh, I've just had a, you know, just had a free period. So I thought I'll come down, beat the rush before lunchtime and I can just stay up there. All right, okay, um, put your sandwich in the bin and on you go. I was like, no, sorry, I'm not going to put my sandwich in the bin. I was like, my word, word for word was my father does not give me money to throw away. And the teacher basically took this as I'd refused to go to class, even though I'd stated, look, I will throw away the bit I've just rip it, ripped off, but I will wrap up the rest and put it in my pocket and I will continue to go to class. So I got sent on my way anyway, because they basically, well, they, they threw their toys out the pram. Um, and I got, sent, I got sent on. And next thing you know, I'm getting called down to the headmaster's office. And I was like, okay, here we go. What's, what's all this about? So I'm left, like, literally just sat there. No one spoke to me for about 15, 20 minutes. And then the headmaster comes out and he goes, right, Mr. Hasty, you've, uh, you're being sent home today and possibly excluded. Your mother's coming now. And at this point, I thought, oh, my, I, like, I don't actually know what's happened. Like, are you, are you taking the mick? Yeah. <laughs> um, as you can imagine, at this age, I was, I was 17. So the language was a bit more severe at yeah, this point. Yeah, the rebellious the side was, was kicking real, in, yeah. And the rage was real. Um, and then, yeah, my mother came in. She picked me up. We made it to the car park. I took a little bit of a, a mini beat down from my mother until <laughs> I told her to stop. And I can prove to you that this was bull poop. <laughs> and um, I phoned Reese. Reese is in the free period. He's allowed his mobile. He was in sixth form, you know. Um, so he answered, and in front of my mother, put it on hands free. I went tell my mum exactly what just happened. And Reese had told her everything. And my mum said, "So John didn't refuse to go to class." And he goes, "No, he just refused to throw a sandwich in the bin. In fact, he said his dad doesn't give him money just to, to throw, throw away." away. <laughs> and at this point, this is when my father got involved. The next day, oh, phoned man. the school, and I was back in school. Back in school again, and uh, I didn't, once again, you know, no apology to me. It was just another day with a few teachers that really did not like me, and I did not like them. So, unfortunately, the school, it did. The school almost was a ruining factor for me, I would have said, over there. Um, Teachers with sticks up their behinds and kind of thinking that their crap doesn't smell and that they're too good for this and you should listen to them. It It was more of a, you will respect us instead of, like, I'll respect you and then you'll respect me, you know, for a bit of, you know, give and take. There was no give and take. It was, you will do this and you will do that. And for someone like myself, it doesn't doesn't work. It, it, it just did not work for me. Plus, don't have to get the sandwiches involved, monsters. It, I know, I know. Right? I was hungry, man. I was hungry. And that little bugger told me to throw it away. I was not a chance. <laughs> what, what was the, uh, I take it you did your exams and that over there then? I did, yeah. So, what obviously, was... moving from a Scottish education system where you were doing uh, standard, well, at the time it was standard grades, um, I went to GCSEs. And the jump is unreal. Um, the biggest one I can think of right now is to do with science. So over here, you normally you chose one science. If you were really good at it, yeah. the offer biology, to, to chemistry, physics, so on. Yeah, yeah but normally you do two if you were really clever over here. Well, from what I've seen from mm. people that were in my from year, experience, clever, they, they would do two. I only done one because I, I wasn't that switched on. I chose yeah. biology because um, I thought that's supposed to be the easiest easiest one. And you know what? It, it was it was interesting. I enjoyed it, and I was doing quite well in it. But went to Cyprus, and it was all English education system, GCSEs. I had to do all three sciences as full courses. So it was doing three years of science, a year divided for each one, 
all in one year. Do you, <laughs> so, do you think that had to do with the English system, or do you think it was the mili- military thing? No, again? no, it's no? That's just, just literally the, the GCSE system. That's what it's all to do with, and it is so overbearing. And like I say, when I went over there, I'd already been in school over here for a little while, yeah, and I'd made choices. So when I went over there and had was given my choices, I wasn't allowed to do German and ICT, but I was allowed to do them both over here. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to either kick PE or ICT. And I was like, well, I'm not kicking PE because yeah. I, I like sports. I like running about and being a bit of a hooligan. It's great. It's good fun. You know, you got you got to release somehow. Um, but yeah, they made me, I, I ended up dropping German by the end of it. And I'd done ICT and oh my God, one day a week, I had five hours straight of ICT. It was how did how, Why did they put it out like that? I have not, this is what I mean, but I have no idea, but a whole day of ICT. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> Fair enough. We would get breaks every, I think, I think Mr. Well, the teacher, Mr. Perry, he would give us a break about, I think it was every hour you get like a 10 minute break just to kind of help settle your eyes, step away yeah. from the computer, have a wee walk around. Um, but yeah, it was just soul destroying. <laughs> Absolutely soul destroying. To when, you, when you took exams and stuff like that, was it the same kind of setup you'd expect to probably see over here, like a big room and multiple desks? Yeah, and big someone... room, multiple desks, um, spaced about a meter by a meter kind of thing, you know? So almost COVID, almost COVID <laughs> suitable. Um, but yeah, it was it was the same kind of thing. Only it almost, was just though. so much. It was so much to do. Um, when I went there, the another one was history. I remember I was doing Scottish navvies in Lossie High, mm. you know, about the railroads and all that. And then all of a sudden I'm over there and I'm learning about the American West. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and the, you know, manifest destiny. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And it's, oh. So yeah, what did they do with the railroads again? No way, that was back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is what I was like. I was like, honestly, sat there thinking, I have no idea what any of these are going on about. <laughs> and then the next one that hit me was medicine through time. I was like, what? That sounds like, like a great film name. I was like, oh my god! It's like, ah, oh, learning about people like William Harvey and someone Perret who created ligatures from silk and stopped people dying of. Um, Wounds and infections. We used to pour tar and oil into bullet wounds. <laughs> so, Damn. Oh my god! Like some things I, I retain, but most of it is all gone because it's just so much information. Yeah, yeah. And it is. It's it's a very stressful environment. A lot more stressful than what you get with the Scottish education. They system. seem they seem to want you to. Um, they seem to want to cram. As, as much as impossible. They, yeah. they want to watch your head go boom. Yeah, they want, they want to redline that noggin. <laughs> That's it. But in my honest opinion, people, I would say. The Scottish education system works, and that's exactly why we didn't change it. That's mm. why we chose not to take on the English education system yeah. and do GCSEs. We have chosen to stay the way we are, and it works. We get more of our more of our people <laughs> such, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting past target, like you know, passing marks. So we're over the bar. If you sent most of us to England, I'm like I say, with with the more influx of information you have to do. And the more stress of all the subjects you'd have to do, you'd watch these high high mark people fall probably below a pass, you know. And like I say, people are intelligent enough to take it on. I don't doubt that at all. But I think for the general amount who are used to a Scottish education system, the changes it's a lot to ha- yeah. like to handle, and the fact that they expect you to play catch up. And I mean, my catch up folder that was handed to me was probably, I would say, roughly about maybe two inches. Well, you know, about two, three inches. There you go, John. And easy to catch up with that whilst you do American West and then medicine through time 
and all this other things from every other subject you have now got to play catch up on. <laughs> so, so yeah, like I say, the school for, in Cyprus was the bad point for me, but for the point in my life, it was the experience was still it was just fantastic. Mm. I absolutely loved it. So the, the social aspect of school was the part that you enjoyed without the, what made it the best days for you <laughs> for me yes definitely like i met great people um i made friends i've made for life and i still keep in contact with now even though we are all in different areas yeah. of the world not just the uk now some of us are in ukraine some of us are in australia some of us are in thailand we're everywhere cool, and it, it's it's good you know it's nice to keep in touch with some of them some of them are, unfortunately are, you can't keep in touch yeah, with them all the time. Yeah, that's just, it's natural, isn't <laughs> but it? Yeah. It just happens, yeah. But it doesn't mean you forget them, you know? You don't forget them. So, yeah, the friends made and the um, the contacts made from my experiences through school, it's, it, sometimes it makes it worth it. For, for if you think you've had such a bad time and you look at what you've actually achieved now with what problems you had to face, yeah, I'd say I'm quite proud and happy of where I've, uh, where I've, where I've reached. Happy I to be here. But ne- enough about me. Thank you Ryan. for uh, telling your story. I want to hear about some of your experiences. Well, I feel like, if anything, we should probably talk about the fact that you've just made a party political broadcast for the SNP <laughs> would it be with the education system. No, only joking. But um, let's, let's have a little round of applause for the SNP. Um, We're having to imagine it again. That's why, that is why it's funny. You, we you, just need you it. will hear it, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, podcast, Paul. Anyway, uh, yeah, so school, right? We're uh, going from primary school again. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, were you were you born and bred? Did you stay in Scotland? Yeah, the well, whole time? Were you in one born school? and born in Elgin, but I've, I've stayed here pretty much the entire. No, I say pretty much. I have stayed here the entire <laughs> yeah. of my life. That's just a figure of speech. That I'm being modest, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to create conversation. Uh, yeah, so I I went to the same primary school as you. In, uh, up here and I didn't follow you around to Cyprus and the Northern <laughs> Ireland uh, but yeah uh, it's, I think it's fair to say that with the kind of person I am I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the greatest with social change right uh, so yeah, you kind of had like a system here where there was like a it was like a thing called two to three group or dolphins. I don't know why it was called dolphins, but right. that's just what it was. Um, and you, you get you know you go with that for a couple of years and then nursery which is kind of the same thing Bits in the school. Oh, so one's like a like a pre nursery and then like a nursery. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, right, okay, I didn't know that. Uh, I remember. I, 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 <laughs> one thing I clearly remember from nursery, right? I remember like the strangest stuff. But I remember, I remember they would always give us a cup of milk at the end of nursery, right? And I hated milk. I never, <laughs> every every cup would be empty, but me. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not drinking that stuff, man. I hate it. Do you know what I mean? Get it away from me. And I was, you know, I was like, you know, cereal, it's okay, but I'm not drinking a, a cup of it. I'm not a madman. Uh, so, yeah, then we go on to primary, early primary years. And I, d- I didn't adjust that very well, mate, because everyone got, like, split up. Because, obviously, they kind of assign you the classes and, and that. So people organically get split. Because, like, some of the people from nursery, even if they went to High Hill School, they ended up in St. Geraldine's for schooling, which I find really strange. That was very strange. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I think maybe the, their parents maybe moved or something and just thought oh, it was easy. Yeah, some, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's the only thing I can think of anyway, logically. The only thing that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember I remember uh, the first week, uh, I, remember, I remember it was like really in, like intense for me to take all this change in. Uh, I, remember, I remember like crying like the first week. 
yeah. <laughs> every day. Well, um, I mean, you're young, aren't you? And it's maybe was it maybe separation? I, I think the fact that like uh, my condition as well, which we'll touch on in a, another episode, uh, we'll just leave it as the condition. Just the now, condition, um, mystery man. I, w- I was I was very bad socially, right? So meeting new people, especially when it was something I hadn't chose to do, especially was something really hard to accept. Yeah. Uh, and I think with school, you, you kind of, you know, it does feel like, I know it's important, and I, obviously I'm not saying that, like, oh, you know, you should have the choice of where to go or not, because, <laughs> you know, you need to learn stuff, like, yeah, let's every, not get anything wrong. But I've, as a young person, it feels like quite um, a, a mandated thing, right? Like, you're like, I have to go here from this to this, and then, yeah. and that can be quite intense, especially you're like five or, or, or six whenever you start and you know you've had years of where it's not been like that and you're, yeah. you know <laughs> there's always a com- there's always a comfort of being in something for a certain period of time and then it changing drastically so uh yeah through primary school i eventually got around to being used to it you know seven years in no but <laughs> yeah about, about like a year in and obviously you know your class was the same for seven years you just moved room and mm-hmm. and uh stuff like that but i do i do remember like uh, like really pointless things Like the, the things I remember about schoolmate Are the most pointless things <laughs> That you can remember about I remember, Go on then I well, one, one, one that springs to mind right Is uh, every year did a nativity play Oh, I hated yeah. play. Do you remember getting changed in the classrooms in front you of everybody? You know what everybody? I mean? Like, I'm, at, least, <laughs> at least I'm not the only one. No, here, right? no. That's and, exactly where my head went. And uh, Oh, no. <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, you, you brought like a PE kit and have your costume. Well, you know, costume, sand shoes and t-shirt. You know, you're not wearing a school uniform, basically. Yeah. Um, I remember I lost it, right? It was just after the lunch, no, like the lunch break. I started really panicking, right? Because I, I was, I, I'm someone, especially in my early years, that was like, if I hadn't done things right, mm-hmm. I'd get really bad anxiety within myself. Yeah. And I was they like, kind of not. I was off. like, I can't go and f- I can't go and face this, right? Mm-hmm. I can't go and say I've I've lost it because they're gonna go mental at me and I'll, I'll feel really bad about myself and all that kind of yeah. thing, right? Especially like being seven or whatever I was at the time. Yeah, and pressure at that age is it's a lot to handle. Yeah. at that age, a lot. Uh, especially when it's kind of built up, self built up sometimes. Yeah, built up yeah. to the school being built up to kind of criticize you for doing things wrong, right? Yeah. Rather than explain it, you know, and you never know who you're going to get because all these teachers have different personalities, right? Oh, they're always Doctor Jekyll or Mister Hyde. It's yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, but basically, I spent <laughs> I spent the next two hours it was left of the school day looking for that thing. I never went right, and the the main the, the amazing thing is no one reported me missing or anything like that. <laughs> oh, no. I was just there like I need to find this right, and then they all came back. I was like, damn, I've been like here for like maybe two and a half hours or whatever the rest of the school day left was. And I, re- I remember um, went back into the class right, and I, th- I thought I totally got away with it. I thought I'm just going to slip out here and like I'll get a new <laughs> I'll get a new kit and everything, and everything's fine. good. And I'm like. And the kids were like, "Where were you?" I'm like, "What do you mean, where I was?" <laughs> it's like, I was just an afterthought. Was I was like, "Oh, he's not here." Like, we don't need to make maybe this an emergency. Maybe he's chilling around <laughs> the back with a cigar or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and then she was like, "Well, why weren't you there?" And I was like, "Well, I couldn't find the kit." And she's like, "So why didn't you come down?" I was like, "I didn't have the kit." And then you know, ended up me getting a rollicking anyway. So I guess you can't outrun your demons. Is what I'm trying to make a point there. Yeah, being, no, I totally agree with that. I totally uh, agree with that. And actually, I've kind of lied about primary school. You do change class at some point, and it's kind of like there's like a midpoint. So you've got primary one, two, and three, and then 
Oh, because they used to split the playground yeah. up, didn't they? Mm. They used to have the top half for the youngers and then the bottom half were for, like, like you would yeah. say, four, five, six, and seven. Or so. I think it was from primary four onwards, Yeah, was pretty it? much, yeah. yeah. That was, like, I chapter two of primary yeah. school. We uh, get the big field, yeah! yeah. <laughs> and the sandbox, woo! So, so, so some people would, like, you know, get mixed about in that, but that wasn't too bad because it wasn't, like, a massive uh, switch. And I actually became pretty good friends with... Um, you know, some people that, that came into the class and that, and I was I was always quite decent academically. I always, I always, because I'm someone that needs to be quite, you know, tunnel visioned with something that I'm doing. I was either chatting mm-hmm. and not doing work, or I was doing work and not chatting. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time, because it's like a quiet environment, most of the time, obviously, the, uh, well, maybe not most of the time, but when someone's encouraging you to do work, people. Well, the majority of eighty-three point five percent of people are doing it, right? Yeah, if you have the right motiva- motivation, yeah. then definitely. And like, obviously, like break time was like, or, or always, you know, uh, it, it was different. Right? It would give you like a release to, to do something, like you know, play sport, run about with your friends, whatever. Yeah, kids do, right? Run around like hooligans. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much. The world's your oyster in that big field out there. Um, and I, I, I remember getting to primary six, right? And this is kind of going to link into high school. And I started really, really getting bad anxiety about high school, right? Because oh, no. I, I knew what was coming, right? I'm always quite a forward thinker. Like, we've been, you know, just to go off topic for a second, but like I was saying about the podcast, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, steps five, ahead. six steps yeah. down the line. And I knew that was looming, even though it was still, like, a year and a half away or something. But when you fear, not fear something, well, yeah, I did fear it, but, like, fear don't want to do something whatever that time speeds up well it's not just that like you say you know if you give yourself anxiety on a situation one of the known things of anxiety is the broken record effect where you keep that main worry floating around and it's like a record skip it goes back to that same worry each and every time so yeah i fully understand that i understand where you're coming from and it must have been dreadful yeah well we're not into high school (laughs) buckle in so we get to primaries. Uh, actually, no. I was. I tell you what. I was seeing. Um, I was behaving a bit bad at home, so I, I'd actually been going to the, this place called the Round Centre, right? Okay. I was acting out at home, and uh, I, I brought up like my concerns about you know there's going to be a lot more people, there's going to be like loads of difference and stuff like that. And there, you know, it never really got addressed. Like they, they kind of. I think most people get viewed like, oh, it'll passes, you know. And obviously, like I hadn't been diagnosed with what I've been. Diagnosed with now and stuff like that, but I think back then medical was a bit too lax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I, like I say, it took me until the age of I think it was twenty three to get diagnosed with anxiety. Yeah, um, and I, you know what? I wish I knew this years ago. Yeah, hundred percent. I'll, 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 I'll touch on on that when um, I get I get to the point of where uh, school went a bit sideways. <laughs> uh, so I, another random thing about that is I remember complaining about Gordon Brown to that. Uh, that, that therapist who was the, who was the prime minister of the United Kingdom back in like two thousand seven. Um, Gordon Brown. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. And anyway, moving on from random random little uh, <laughs> notions. So what happens is right when you transition from primary to high school, they try and get you to meet up. They give you your class like three four months in advance, right? And obviously, I knew that a lot of people that I was in school with now I wouldn't see as much, and that. Also gives you anxiety because you're. I was someone that was like. There's comfort in numbers. Yeah, I. 
I, I don't want to have to put the effort into making new friends because yeah, I have whatever, friends, friends, you know, and that was a traumatic <laughs> experience trying to get friends in the first place and I'd it's conquered that. Step. It is a big step, definitely. And so they have like these these events, right? Uh, and it's all spaced out with over a week. Well, no, not even a week, like three, four days. So the, there's the Rose Isle Barbecue, right? I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No. So not. basically because the high school here is made up of three, four different schools. Obviously, the, the two ones in this town and uh, the, the towns over have schools also. Yeah, so the local area, Murrayshire. Yeah, so they, the Rose Isle Woods area and beach and that, they they get all the schools to meet up of the, the you know, primary seven of the, the last year that are transitioning into high school. Yeah. And they met, get you, meet your class and that. I remember that was going through my head, right? Like, most people probably didn't even think two glances at the letter that they got about that. But I was counting the days down in my head, mate. I was I was absolutely dreading it because I just, I just knew it was going to be something totally foreign, right? I'm getting anxiety thinking about <laughs> this. <laughs> like, why would, they, why would they do that to so, you? So, like, I remember, like, we were the last bus to turn up, right? Uh, no, actually, sorry. The first, the first thing... It's, it's not actually to do high school, but there's a thing called Choices for Life where basically, you know, they kind of go over the, the thing with you, like, you know, don't do drugs and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. Talk to Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might remember that advert, man. Um, but anyway, so we come to the Roselle Barbecue. We're the last bus there, which is giving me even more anxiety, right? Because I'm just seeing all these people and I'm like, oh, God. And you're the um, centre of attention. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the irony of it was... I always was of the mindset if I was quiet, I wouldn't get noticed as much. But the irony of it is the more quiet you are, the more noticeable you are, and people point you out for being yeah. quiet. So it always kind of backfired on me. And I just never learned from it because I, 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 I wasn't capable of being loud for pretending. Um, so we, we got there, and there was, a, there was a bunch of things. That I can't, there was a bunch of activities. There was, like, skipping... Uh, I, I remember this is another random thing. They got us like blindfolded and made us like figure out what kind of tree. We were <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. Like, I felt really like weird, like doing things like that. And then we had to like do like some scavengers. Uh, yeah, the scavenger hunt and stuff, and a yeah. bunch of activities. Long time ago, more team building skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, thank God, that's over, right? But then the next day is the induction day, so oh, instead of even more stress, you're you're there, right? Um. I'm a, bit, I'm a bit old for the crying now at 12, but um, what I did was I went to the bathroom, right, because they have people that are, uh, you know, six-year seniors, whatever you want to call them, uh, you know, help people get inducted and stuff right, like that, right? And, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were going around. Funnily enough, I actually seen one of my prefects in uh, a betting shop when I went to place a bet many years <laughs> afterwards. I was just like, whoa, that's a bit of a blast from the past. Um but I remember going to the toilet, right, and I was trying to, like, stop this tearful because it was, like, really, really intense and, like, really stressful and that. But luckily I have bad hay fever, so I just played it off. I was like, oh, just... Oh, fever you know, all, all this pollen is getting in my up. eyes and that. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's why I'm continuously asking to go home every five minutes as well. Mm. And nothing to do with the fact that I'm absolutely bricking it, but... And miserable, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that came to an end as well. And then, obviously, there's, like, the three, four-week period when you're back in primary school. And then there's the summer, and then you're at high school. And I remember I was counting the weeks down to summer as well, so I am not ready for this. Yeah. Uh, so, first year comes around, right? You know, and, and I went in the after, you know, there's some resistance. Mm. Uh, 
So up and sorry, sorry to um, interject, but up until this point, until you've hit first year, I mean, would you say you've, would you say you noticed yourself through like a um, like a growing up stage, like you were saying from the split in the primary school? I mean, did you notice that? Did you notice like a maturity difference in yourself? I think I think I became more self aware of of what made me tick, right? Like, yeah, I think I think there was like a, a safety mechanism of, like I said, like I knew. Way before this, you know, way before most people would even think about this kind of thing, right? Yeah. That this was going to be an issue, um, and I suppose maybe in a way I'd maybe convinced myself through thinking that maybe that it became reality, you know. Mm. Um, but like, did you notice just like because obviously when we think about um, being in primary school and that, you'd, I struggle to picture myself actually growing up. But mm. I do remember when I first hit high school or when I first moved back from Northern Ireland, you know, because I came back in the summer holidays just before high school. And I remember the change that I physically seen in all my old friends. Obviously, I, I've physically seen them grow up. Mm. But obviously, when you're living here and you see them every day, it's quite hard to notice things like yeah. that, isn't it? So would you and, say you were aware of this? And or? another thing was as well as my best mate moved away just before the start of, of oh, high school. No. And I was really gutted about that as well. That is, that, that is bad. That is very, very bad. I, I remember, because I, I think... At that point, I didn't even think about, you know, what am I going to do, like, career-wise or, or whatever. I just had the mindset of, like, I just need to feel okay, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I wasn't really, I was, like I said, tunnel-visioned again, so I didn't really yeah, think yeah, about anything else. That. And I remember, like, um, going into, like, the quadrangles it was known in Lossy High. I was just yes. trying to pick out someone that I knew, stand with them, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, laws of the jungle and all that. That's strength in numbers That's and all it. that That's kind of stuff. Yep. That's the line, yep. But... Yeah, it was quite intense, mate. I've got to admit, I was a bit, I was a bit of a trooner in my, my first year. I, I tried my best to avoid going at all possible. I remember I got the report card, and my attendance was forty nine percent, and it, it was quite bad. Like I, I remember, <laughs> uh, I, I remember, um, and a lot of it was well. It's like they must have really good logistics, right? Because a lot of it was like me kind of getting out halfway through the day and stuff like that but they had that all that recording and added it on <laughs> oh, no. so i was like damn it in there you know because i thought if i'm in for registration they can't pull me up because no yeah, registration is not going to happen again right yeah. but no they, they, they pretty much knew everything so um i remember uh christmas right or come the whole social aspect again. I think this is if you want to talk about maturity, right? I think this is when I kind of realised. This is the point when um, you've realised about the maturity. Uh, well, you start thinking about things you wouldn't think about when you were younger, for example. Yeah. Like, uh, so every year in Scottish school, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's there's like a Christmas party, right? And I, I just can't be doing these things, right? I just think it's a lot of kind of like fakeness of like you know go go have a. If you want, if you wanted people to have a good time, you just let them go home early. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't like that pick age. the music, especially pick the food, and be like, "Oh, go dance for us for a little bit." And then we'll dance. let you go. Yeah. yeah, you must dance and do the Kaylee dance. Yeah, Are you it, exactly. Right? <laughs> so it was, it was like always like country dancing and stuff like that, and I'm just. Just not my type of thing, right? And I despised it as well, and it's it's like you say, it's the embarrassment, the the anxiety yeah. of it all. It just and I hated the, it. The biggest anxiety of it all, right, is like the. Um, especially for like you know being a teenager and that, and you know you, you start learning about relationships and all and you're that. Partnered kind of, up with you're a girl. Partnered up with a, a girl, right? And that's a lot of pressure, especially like when everyone's watching. Yeah, <laughs> spe spe especially <laughs> especially when like you know I didn't. Uh, let's just you know I'm not perfect now, but I used to be very 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 much overweight when I was in school. Hmm. I was very like kind of self conscious about it. I was very aware that. Um, 
that the, you know there was a risk of I always seen out risk of humiliation, right? Because I was never bullied as such in school, and what I mean by that is in terms of I was lucky that I never got bullied. Like someone had chose to just you know do something constantly to me. Yeah. But I got comments in school. Like some of the dogs abuse I used to get in school was brutal. Like I remember uh, walking down the hallway, right, and I was really depressed because there was there was bad things going on at home, which I'll, I'll get to in a bit that were also contributing to school, right? And, and I remember someone was like, I'm surprised your mum can even love you with a face like that. Which Ooh. was like heavy stuff. Do you know That's, what I mean? Yeah, that would like, deserve a clout. Like, you know, most stuff you can kind of brush off and, and all that. And like, I remember like funny, humiliating times of, I was actually sick one day, right? And no one ever believed me because I always said I was sick because I just so didn't want boy, to go. Boy who cried yeah, but I was genuinely sick, right? And uh, my mum was like, all right, go, go back on lunch. We'll see when you get back home, right? And it was science, we were just watching something, it was in the dark, but I remember I was like breathing like really heavy, like I, was, I felt my chest really tight and everything. Almost like a panic attack. Well, it, oh, that's what I thought it was, right? But then the the last period we had was, was art or something. <laughs> um, so so basically, to cut a long story short, I absolutely spewed everywhere, right, in front oh, of the class. Oh, What, in art? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I tables. Like, <laughs> uh, like, table here which is kind of similar height funnily enough yeah. and like I, I, I almost like collapsed I had like my head kind of just to illustrate like kind of like that and so I spewed all over the floor but it obviously covered my trousers and everything yeah. like that Um, so that that was because you know everyone's like you know, yeah, and you're just like, you're like, oh, just like oh god this yeah. is what I'm going to be known for for like <laughs> oh, eternity no. I remember right I went to the toilet clean myself up in that to like you know go get my stuff go home right <laughs> I was like you know told you um and some some janitor came right, and this is really weird. Like I said, I remember the most random stuff. Mm-hmm. He was cleaning it up with like some kind of sawdust that made it like all disappear. That he put into like a little dustbin thing and just went off. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> get things like that for kitchens if you spill a bit of oil. Yeah, like some people tell you put salt on it, and it just basically helps so you can kind of mush it into a paste almost, and actually yeah. just lift it off a lot better. <laughs> it's the same and, kind of idea, I'd imagine. And then, uh, even worse than that, right, it was bad enough doing it in front of the class, but having to walk home, because it was literally right at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, so having to walk it? home, oh, no. in the midst of everyone walking home, and I heard people like, oh, so I heard someone spewing, like, here's me carrying a bag, in another bag, like, you know, kind of standing out. Um, I got home with my mum, and <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've been sick at school. And she was like, oh, right, okay, so I guess you need to be off. So I was off, I still, you know, got everything taken away from me. I was like, you know, I wasn't even kidding. I was like, do you see the stains in my trousers right now? It's like, I wasn't lying. But, yeah, but I, I can understand it because I, I did pull many a fast one in school of trying to, to get yeah. out of it and that. And um, second year was okay. Second year was fine. I think I'd adjusted a little bit. And then uh, third year, like you said, you pick all your subjects. So the, it's that, the, the whole, that the whole division again. <laughs> yeah. And I remember uh, uh, there was a class I was really unhappy with, right? Um, and I don't hold any malice towards anyone from school or anything like that because, you know, a lot of it was to do with me as, as well as I'm. Because, like, we've accepted, like, kids can be cruel and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, there was just, you know, my point of view of not being great socially. I didn't want to be around new people. So I tried to get out of it, right? And the, the teacher that was the teacher of this class... Uh, it was actually a really sound teacher, but once she got going with the shouting, you know, it's brutal. Yeah. Uh, and what had happened, right, is I, I went to guidance, you know, which is, they, they give you a guidance teacher for anyone that, that didn't go to uh, 
Bossy Howe Miss Miller I think yeah. oh, Miller well, there's, a, there's a funny story we can talk about that off camera <laughs> <laughs> off camera though it's not it's not, uh, it's not appropriate PG, not PG-13 um, yeah so I remember going there right and I was trying to get moved out of this class and they were like alright okay well we'll have a meeting about it and I was like okay so they'll probably just keep it you know confidential let's not and they went and told teacher that I didn't want to be in her class right so that obviously probably made her think that I had a problem with her which I didn't yeah. I just wanted to be in a different class right and the proper snaked me out mate because uh, you've been dogged in you've been set yeah up. well the, the meeting she was there she's loaded bullets she's yeah, waiting for she, you she, she was there but I had no idea she was going to be there mate and it was in like it was in about a room the size of behind that bar area right so it's it was really on really on top of you yeah um and then they for for a few years as well, actually I forgot to mention this, they set up a home link worker, right? Which sounds professional, but it's basically that someone that comes to your house and shouts in your face, gotta get to school. Uh oh, no. Yeah. No. Uh don't need that. Uh, you know what? Do you know what, mate? Like it's the first time that I've like kind of spoke about this stuff uh, at all because I think back when I was a kid, when we, t- I, I think here's a level of maturity that I've gained since being at school. Is that I used to be really, really uh, reluctant to talk about vulnerable situations. I didn't want to make myself. I think probably as a young man as well, I didn't want to show any kind of weakness or Great. speak about any kind of weak, what I perceived as weak situations that I'd you know put myself yeah. into. You don't want to make yourself a target, do you? Yeah, because. Uh, you know, I never told anyone I had issues at school. I, I you know, I'm, I'm sure you looking on through. Sure, looking back at it, they probably knew mm. because I was off so often, and I used to come up with excuses in my head like, oh, like they're never going to know. But you know, like people aren't dumb. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was probably in, on, yeah. probably insulting their intelligence thinking that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you've also got to look at it from a different point of view. Is some people have got to be more understanding. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one of the like there was funny times in high school as well. Don't get me wrong. Like I remember, I remember uh, there was a guy who made like a massive snowball. It was almost like it was almost like the body of a snowman, right? And funnily enough, the two stories I'm bringing up here is about the same guy. And uh, someone I was in school with, uh, someone that, uh, me and podcast Paul know actually. We'll, we'll talk about that off camera as well. Uh, was walking upstairs, right? And the guy brought this like massive boulder of snow into the <laughs> school right and he was walking up the stairs but I, I knew what was coming right because so much stuff happened in the stairs at high school right mm. someone always went down on the stairs at high school and it just particularly this one day happened to be getting a big boulder of snow domed off his dome so like a mini avalanche oh yeah yeah and the, <laughs> so the, the, the guy basically did a squat drop because it was that, you know, that amount of cold, obviously it disintegrated into water as soon as it hit him, so that goes all down your back and everything. So that, that was quite funny. And then the same guy, there was a bunch of, um, uh, we must have been in second or third year at the time, because uh, halfway through third year is kind of when I pieced out. But um, uh, he was, they had a bottle of, like a two-litre bottle of Coca-Cola, right? And uh, to describe the quad, the quad's like a quadrangle, but there was a wall and there was like a second Kind of, like, you weren't meant to be standing there, but the, what used to be like bushes and that was now just yeah. like dirt, and everyone stood there. And oh, so it was kind of like almost like steps. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. Like the wall, like beds. yeah. You could use the wall of steps, but it wasn't wasn't meant for that. Yeah, 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 I get you. He was standing up there, and and the kid was running around with one of his mates in the quadrangle, and he was like, "Oh, throw me the bottle of coke, right?" And coke glued was off, right? So he throws it up, right? Spins in the air, and like nothing comes out of it. It's weird, and uh, the guy catches it, but he catches it like. 
bottle face down. Yeah. And it just I remember uh he and one of one of my closest mates now who was standing right next to him, it all went silent as all this happened. Like I remember all like in slow motion. And it just kind of emptied out onto his like front, like really neatly. <laughs> just covered him in coke. <laughs> I just remember there being silence and then uh my friend that was stood next to him just burst into tears laughing and then the next thing you know you'd scale toward his way down scaled his way down the wall and started chasing these people <laughs> around the school which wasn't even their fault really because they did deliver them the bottle of coke he didn't specify do not soap me with the coke <laughs> once you give me so you got to look at the small print sometimes you, you know got what, what I mean? he asked for yeah but there was funny times like that I'm not saying it was all doom and gloom but yeah uh, you know the kind of strong things I just remember of it like uh, you know it affected my home life as well because I think because I hadn't been like uh you know, medically diagnosed with anything or that. My mum, you know, uh, you know, I'm really close with my mum, right? But for probably those years, we probably weren't as close because we clashed on that so much. And like you said, there's a knock-on effect. Yeah. So like, I, because of my poor attendance and stuff like that, there was like the app meetings and social workers and, uh, you know, so on, so on. Mm-hmm. That she had to attend to, and I think that really stressed her out as well. Obviously, it's long to do with work and that, which I do feel bad about. But at the same time, I think there's an element of. Uh, I've got to understand that, like, you know, I was a young person, there was a lot of stuff that exactly. could have been done differently in that. But, you know, I think, I think, uh, the school's point of view was like, if we intimidate him, he's going to go, which it's I was already intimidated of school. So, intimidating exactly. me more is just going to drive it. me the other way. You didn't need any more uh, factors. And I think my, my, my final, my final hours at school, my final weeks, if we will. Uh, it's actually 10 years this year that I left school it's actually mental um, <laughs> oh, it's been 12 well no 13 years for me cool. yeah time flies comes at you fast man mm-hmm. uh, so I remember <laughs> it was coming to Christmas time again right so good old country dancing was right around the corner again oh, and it was like a month and I was already thinking about this like I said I think yeah. I don't just think down the road. I think round the corner and down the next road kind of mm-hmm. mentality, uh, which can be a, which can be a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah. And in this case, it was a curse. Um, <laughs> and the registration teacher that we had in third year would always change for some reason. It wasn't the same person. It was one of the the PE teachers, right? And we're in an art room, and uh, it was Jim, right? And I think a lot of people, and yeah, obviously people caught on that hated country dancing, right? So they kind of conspired against me to. To inform me that today's gym session was country dancing, which I which I didn't think. And as soon as I got told that, alarm bells started going. I was like, "Nah, this is not happening." I was like, yeah. "Nope, no, I'm um, not happening." Right? And, uh, I was I was doing quite well attendance wise, right? And they, they had it on a percentage of my attendance of whether they would do the app meetings or not. And I was at a quite a decent set. Like I was I was going consistently, but it would, it, you were climbing. It was climbing up to seventy percent or something. But I had been going consistently. It was just it had been so low that it was climbing. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. So I was like, Nah, not happening, man. <laughs> as, as soon as, as soon as interval, <laughs> out of fire exit. And funnily enough, right. Uh, you know where the hut was? Time out. Yeah. That rang a bell. Yeah. So I was walking past there. One of the teachers that like known my situation and knew I was kind of famous for kind of sneaking out the back yeah. door. Yeah, and um, I'm not going to name him or anything like that because it's just what it is. You know, it's past. But he was he was quite a, quite a big dude, right? You know, most people probably know who I'm on about, but just saying that. 
and you know, I was I was obviously really overweight at the time as well, right? And uh, the only thing that went through my head, right, when we kind of clocked eye contact, is there was me, the field, and the housing scheme. And I knew if I got to the housing scheme, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, if there's ever a time I'm going to win a foot race in my life, it's now. It's and now. I did win that foot race. <laughs> and I got home, and I went back in the afternoon period, only to find out that I'd been... Pretty much. It was one of the first instances of trolling, I'm sure, of where it had been. It was actually basketball. So I'd kind of went and um, done goofed myself for yeah. absolutely no reason. And then it kind of went back to the app meeting. So cheers for everyone that thought it'd be a nice little troll to tell me country <laughs> dancing and, and, and ruined my life. Um, oh, so, yeah, right. So I decided, I actually remember the day that I decided I wasn't going back to school, mate. As I've been off for a few weeks, right, I decided I'm not going back and I had a new home link worker that was actually quite a, a sound person, but I, I don't, I think she left the job actually because she didn't really agree with the kind of methods that we were using to try and yeah. sort the problem, so to speak. Uh, so I, I remember I went back, they reluctantly convinced me to go back, right, and I've been back about a week. This is New Year 2011, so January. Mm-hmm. Um... I remember I was walking, right? And I was next to the, the shop, next to the school. I was coming up the hill. And everyone knows about Smoker's Alley, right? Yep. Uh, for for people for people that... Uh, Go buy a fire weren't, weren't, 50p. Yeah, weren't, weren't so high up in the, the social food chain as I was <laughs> yeah. in, uh, in school. That's where I assumed the bad people were at, right? Yeah, well, we'll, um, yeah, we'll label them that. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> Probably not bad people now, but just at the time I viewed them as bad, and that was going to be in danger of me getting humiliated or wh- whatever. Getting Who knows? Beaten yeah, something. something, something like that. Yeah. Um, so I remember it was a it was a snowy day, right? Because it was January, and I was coming up this hill, and uh, I think this kid was walking or something, and. Uh, it was some, I didn't know who this this person was or anything, but I, I remember someone from the Smokers Alley had like went out, and um, I think he'd like pelled him with like a snowball or something off the back of his head, and like just planted him face first. And well, that that wasn't the necessarily the thing that made me turn around and go home that day. It was the fact that there was like an auxiliary teacher that walked by and totally ignored it. Oh wow! Do you know what I mean? And I was like, nah. Yeah, I was like, you can because you know a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the things they were trying to say was like, oh, children's panel, you know, your mum, your your mum. One of the things that actually said to me as well, and it was just because I was a kid, and this is when you can take advantage of people for when they don't, because I'm someone that's quite, uh, I wouldn't say well educated, but well researched now. Um, I can't be well educated because I didn't sit exams. I had to sit them. (laughs) I had to sit some later. but I, I know I know my stuff now, and the fact that they they said to me in like these layout meetings and that that my mum might lose my little brothers because of what I was doing was like you know it's, it's blackmail. Do you know what I mean? And uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's not even threats. it's not even legit blackmail because they couldn't do that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like um, it's not fair to put that kind of pressure. Yeah, on anyone, exactly. You know? Yeah, you've um, got the stress of your own situation, your own anxiety of situations that they're causing, and now the fact that they're telling you boldface lies to try and well. Give you more anxiety. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Essentially. So that situation happened. I was like, nah. That's, that's absolutely I turned, turned, turned around, went home. And every time I'd done this previously, me and my mum would get into an argument or something. But I felt nothing at that point, right? I felt no fear. I felt no regret. Nothing. I mean, I had a lot of good 
good for maybe it. you would justify yeah. what you've seen. I think, I think, seen all this I, think I just had enough. Chance. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. there was there was no fear. I was like, they can't do anything to me that's going to be worse than me going here. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that the school was awful, but from my own experience and what I was feeling at the time, especially with the troubles at home as well with external things yeah. to do with my mum and, you know, other... Uh, my mum had a partner at the time. I didn't really get on with than that. Um, all, all that going on as well. I was like... You know, I don't need this in my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it sounds a bit like just a, a whole all-around lack of emotional support. For yeah, you, really. Um, so I walked in. I just said, "It's calm as day." I was like, "I'm not going back." I was like, "Whatever happens, happens," and just let me know when they get in touch and that. And I think, I think everyone kind of came at peace with it. That it was a lost cause, not a lost cause, but I, I wasn't going back. You just yeah, you like my mum was like, "Yeah, okay." Like we didn't argue. The school were like, right, we'll get back to you. We'll try and send him work home, which they didn't. They just kind of, they just kind of ignored me as a problem from then on in, and waited just until they could off. they could officially remove me from the the roster, so to speak. But I, I do have some funny um, rumors about me when I when I left, right? Because yeah. um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll kind of touch on this in the next episode of what we're doing because it's quite similar to that. But I, after I'd left school, mate, I'd isolate myself quite a bit mm. for a couple of years, which I'll go more into depth with. with when when we do yeah. uh, the next episode, uh, but I still you know I spoke. I didn't even speak to some of my closest friends. I maybe spoke to one or two people, and it yeah. wasn't in person that much. It was more like you know via text or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Media platforms. Yeah, and then I, I remember <laughs> we were going. Uh, I met up with someone right that I knew, and they were because they were really aware that I wasn't coming back. I just said that I'll be back later down the line you yeah. know what I mean just to like give myself a take the heat off me a yeah, little exactly. bit uh, just give them a little something yeah <laughs> feed them what they need to hear yeah. um, I remember they were saying they were like yeah everyone at school thinks you're dead <laughs> which which I found hilarious right because there, there's just this image that comes to my head of like like let's just say I had died I have not and I know that there's people that I went to school with that are watching this I'm, I believe that you uh uh, work with someone that was yeah, the same year be at school, so uh, I'm not dead, as you can see. <laughs> I'm still here. Uh, the, the, the rumors are not true. <laughs> yeah. uh, they were like saying, "Oh yeah, they, they think you're dead." But I have this image in my head of like all like the head teachers, like let's just say I had died. Like, what, what have they responded that with? Like, do we make an announcement or do we just yeah, kind of no announcements, uh, no yeah. remembrance? It's like there's not enough money for a funeral, as you were basically. <laughs> but. Uh, it just, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was strange. I, I didn't actually think that that many people would like, you know, think, you know, what's, you know, what's going on with that person? Why they're yeah. not hearing that? I, I didn't really see myself as someone that, that knew too many people. I was kind of like, I wasn't someone that was like a, I don't want to say a loner or that, but because I think that's kind of a negative and seems like it's kind of persecuting someone that maybe struggling getting friends at school now, which I wouldn't want to do. But I, I was in, I was in like a middle ground, right? I wasn't. I wasn't respected by everyone in school. Like people would take a dig at me and that, but you know, most of the time everything was cool. Like yeah. there wasn't people that had like problems with me or something like that. Um, so yeah, so yeah, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, school, like, look, school days were stressful times for me, right? But I still miss them in a certain way uh, to compare to now, right? I am on one hand, I'm glad. I'm glad in one sense that I can speak about all this now and yeah. be pretty comfortable about it. And that was something if you told me ten years ago, you know, 
I would have had a massive panic attack. Yeah, you've you know, been plotting out this whole road again. Speaking <laughs> to you about it, yet alone speaking to you about it with a camera and a podcast, you know, all yeah. massive recording gear and all that. With no audience. Um, it's a big step, though. But that's another thing when we yeah. were touching on maturity. Well, I, I tell you what, like, well, we're, you know, we're going to do a section on on mental health at some point, and I'll probably delve into that mm-hmm. uh, after. Sc- what happened after school and stuff and how yeah. I kind of recovered from it and where I am now. I think we've both got some stories. Yeah, yeah, most, most definitely. And I'm sure Podcast Paul can have a, f- a couple inputs in, in there as well. Um, but yeah, mate, look, I, I do miss things about it. I miss, I miss, uh, I had a, the way that I used to fit in in school, right, was I used to watch a lot of Mock the Week. Do you remember that show? Yes. And was, there, was a, yeah. there was a lot of political satire, right? And not a lot of people in school, especially in first year, watched it, right? And I think, as we talk about, like, I don't want to say I was mature and everyone, because I wasn't, but I, my interests were, like, different. So what I would do is I, I would say jokes, right? A lot of them were copied from that show because a lot of people didn't watch it. So I kind of I kind of cheated in a way. But, um, <laughs> that's how I fit in, though. Like people, people like sometimes find me funny and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I've just got, I've got to play on that, right? Because yeah. you know, uh, some of it was all I had, right? Like you know, that's how could, you felt. Yeah, you breaking the ice with someone, making someone laugh with something that. That's good, though. I mean, yeah. making people laugh—that's spreading a bit of happiness, my man. Yeah, I mean, we we try to do it. As, I mean. We try and do it as much of this, this on this podcast as possible. That's it. Um, obviously, we're we, we try and keep it uh, lighthearted as well as in depth, serious conversation. That's it. Uh, Combo. But yeah, no, look, there is there is there is parts that I miss of it. I don't I don't miss the the whole kind of stress and that of me going through that whole situation. But I do I do miss those times of having like this naivety of thinking. I have no oh, oh, you know, I was thinking to myself, I'm gonna, uh, me and my mates are all gonna like start like this massive comedy show and stuff like that. Like this was the stuff I was thinking, and that's just not reality, right? Because a lot of the people you go to school with, even if you do keep in touch with them, the reality is that you're all going to do the same things. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, and you might end up in different different areas. I kind of, I do, I do kind of, I miss that kind of uh, blissful naivety I had to thinking that was just what was going to happen and that I do as well man I miss the old I miss just the feeling of like we said earlier freedom you know no worries no stress no responsibilities because we had people to do all of that stuff for yeah us. man so I mean it's a, it is a few things you take for granted and when you get hit with real life you know you're you're out of school you're in class as an adult now it's go fend for yourself I mean would you say school really prepared you for that or um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it was it was a tough time, right, so it's, but there's other tough times after that, which we'll, like I said, we'll touch yeah. on in another episode, but I think it it did, um, you know, one thing that I'm trying to do now is, uh, which I'll also speak about in that episode, is I'm trying to be a bit of an activist for, to help that situation not happen again, right, because I think it's, it's quite clear that my situation was handled pretty badly from, totally, an, est- from, an, from an establishment level, and I think, um, that needs to change because at the end of the day, I won't say I was robbed of an education because a lot of it was self-inflicted on myself as well, but... The lack of support. Yeah, it could have went a lot better, you know. Um, but yeah, I, it happened. It, it was what it was. Um, I'm glad that I can speak about it now. I'm glad that I can actually kind of... I can kind of um, reveal to some people what happened. Maybe watch this and... Had no idea what went on at the time in that, and and it was a little brief insight, but um, yeah, no, I I mean, 
there was good times as well, man. Like mm-hmm. I've got, I've got to say, I was trying to, I was trying to ramble there to think my train of thought before <laughs> before you asked me the question. Um, we've kind of went on about how some teachers uh, with you in a negative sense, and they definitely are out there, and they're probably yes. more common than positive ones. But I just want to um, mention a few people that uh, you know give me a, a bit of inspiration in that. Uh, one of the the guys who used to work there, he used to actually get a lot of hassle. Uh, you know, teenage talk of you know kids are cruel and that. Um, Mr. Toner, the RE teacher. Oh, Mr. Toner, yeah, I yeah, remember. They would him. always say like. We used deodorant or something in his room, standing out. Just, I, I never really kind of. You had like an allergy. To yeah, but like you know, people would always go in and you know overplay it and stuff. Yeah. And the guy was really smart, and he was a he was a he was a great kind of. He was ph- he was very supportive. Yeah, he, ph- was, he was actually a good teacher. He philosopher, nice. you know, a, a great philosopher and some great life skill uh, lessons to learn from the dude and that. And he was very like open minded and wanted you to oh, yeah. critical thinking. I think his kind of teaching made me quite a an open minded thinker going ahead he almost tried to get me to go into um a buddhist retreat thing hey eh? he had i told him i was that interested in buddhism because i was learning it yeah. with him you know and he was like you do know you can sign up and go away for like a month or so long so long and you actually spend time with Buddh- buddhists i was like i'm like 14 dude no 13 at this point i'm like i'm 13 dude i can't i'm not <laughs> doing this <laughs> i was like no obviously he didn't mean there and then this would have been for later on in life yeah. but he says it was possible but at that moment in time i just thought I'm 13. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, and then there was like some teachers that were trying. Uh, well, we'll have one more story bef- before we, we wrap this episode mm. up. So this wasn't actually a targeted attack on me, right? I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, because so, teachers try and pry information out of you. Oh yeah. Uh, so we're doing PE, right? Or we just finished PE rather, and uh, we're sitting, you know. When you know you stand with your friends, you chat and wait for everyone to get ready to go mm-hmm. and stuff. And two guys in my class <laughs> were having a bit of a beef, right? And uh, one of the guys I was standing with, and uh, someone had found rotten milk, right, in the changing room. Someone had oh. left it there. Oh, was it like cream cheese? No, it was. It just smelled. You know oh, what I mean? okay. Uh, <laughs> and I've already had sick on me. Oh. Um, so he 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 threw it right, and the guy noticed and ducked out of the way, and it just. Me, wrong place, wrong time, right? So I had to go through another period stinking of that. Oh, my God. Um, and then uh, they'd phone down to guidance because I think because of the, some of the times the way that I looked, I was like overweight of glasses and didn't speak much and that. People constantly thought that I was uh, targeted, like bullied and that. And I'd, I'd be honest about it if I had been, but I just never was, you know? Yeah. I can't say that I, ha- I had been, right? So I went down to guidance. I was like, oh, God, why do I have to? Why can I not just have like one normal day at school when I can just go? Just everything's everything's home, cool. I don't have to like skip out the back door halfway through or argue. You know? um, so they were like, I, I mean, I knew, I knew who had done it, right? But uh, let's just put it like this: it's not something that you want to be saying that done it because right, okay. <laughs> there, there's repercussions for that. I'm not, I'm not dumb, man. <laughs> um, and they were trying like there was. A, I, I remember um, the guidance teacher was like. Um, I think she was from, from Belfast or something. So I was like, she was like, so they milked you? And I was like, no, no, they threw milk on me. They didn't milk, you know, I was like, oh, what right. are you talking about here? Uh, the bad bit of bad terminology there. Um, and then another guidance teacher came in, right? And I, I was pretty much scot-free, right? And they were going to let me go home. I was like, I don't know who did it. I was like, you know, it was kind of like the school equivalent. I was like, oh, I don't want to press charges. Or yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, no, we can let them go. Yeah. And... This this teacher came in right, 
uh, from one of the other houses, never seen in my life. And she's like, I think you know who did it. I'm like, what is this? It was like good, good <laughs> guidance teacher, bad guidance teacher. And I was like, he's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not dumb. I mean, clearly she probably did pick up that I knew who had done it, but I'm yeah. not going to You're because not going to you know there's not any goddamn witness protection program in school. <laughs> yeah. The person that's done it is going to find out, and there's going to be more bad repercussions for me. I'm not getting a swirly for nothing. That's yeah. Not- so, yeah. So I, I've had I've had um, obstacles in school when it comes to either being sick of myself or having rotten milk. I, I, there was orange orange juice was quite a tame one, right? Because at least it smelled relatively nice. Yeah, I'll give you that one. A lot better than rotten milk. Yeah, and you know water water. Yeah, everyone got the water at, at mm. some stage, and at least that just dried. What about the? Because uh, obviously in the quadrangle in Lossy High, there was always a massive issue of the seagulls oh, and man. the bird poo. Damn. I remember an old friend, I'll, I'll remain him nameless, um, but I think podcast Paul may know this gentleman. He was quite a, quite a big guy. And I remember one day, now all week he'd been getting pooped on. And I mean, this is this is Wednesday. So Monday and Tuesday he'd been pooped on. Each right. time he came out. And good old, good old lad, he came out. And uh, we're all like, oh, I wonder if it's going to happen today. I went, oh, I bet a pound he gets crapped on. Literally, as soon as I said that and put the pound on the table, everyone's <laughs> chucking pounds at me because literally just boom. It's like a sweepstake. Li- honestly, he got no. pooped on. And I sat there and I'm thinking, oh my God, I've just made seven pounds. <laughs> my lunch is going to be banging. Rule the world. <laughs> rule the world. I remember there was two se- two seagulls that fought and they got their beaks stuck in each other and they fell on the ground. And one was... L- seagulls are brutal, man. They're crazy. We're doing an episode on them at some point. I've just oh, yeah. decided. On, on the, the flying rats. Yes. <laughs> but... Uh, podcast Paul inform us how long we've been going for here one hour and 28 minutes whoa damn wow folks well, I, think yeah, I think that we'll that, that will be the wrapping it up because that's a lot of editing I've got to do <laughs> and I've got two episodes to do this week right yeah, mate th- thanks thanks again for uh, you know joining me here as part of our podcast yeah I loved it as always it's been great uh, and yeah I think we've uh, I think we've done the right thing by moving the camera yeah, this way because we I felt like a bit more natural rather when we were both sitting behind there and the cameras around here somewhere and we're kind of like yeah we're a little less newsroom like a little less newsroom like <laughs> <laughs> right mate well um, I guess I'll see you in half an hour when we do yeah. the next episode <laughs> see you next time folks at the NEC